Yeah, I think it, it, for me, just learning the hard way that the conversation around partners is uh, a conversation that I haven't seen as an expanded one because partners have this very limited definition. But if we for a moment, and this is what I kind of drive home in all our forces, if we for a moment take a step back and look at our nonprofits as a business, if you were running a for-profit business and you needed to accomplish whatever, any business, subcontractor, um, sole proprietor that provides a service to you will now become a partner in a very specific way with a term limit. They're not a wholly invested partner. They're not a business partner, but they're a partner. They become – or you can call them a supplier. You know, if you own a restaurant and you purchase your your meat from a particular company, they're your supplier. You don't go out fishing just because you have fish on the menu. You don't go out and raise your own cow. You can, but most don't raise their own cattle or raise their own chicken. They They get their chicken, their beef, their pork, their fish from a supplier. In the nonprofit arena, we don't think that way. <laughs> we get our services, our supplies from extra effort, working hard, killing ourselves, not thinking strategically, using volunteers, overworking board members, uh, utilizing program graduates who really don't want to come back and help. I mean, you stop me when you've heard this stuff before. We don't think like a business. And so what we just walked through was a refresh of if this was a for-profit business, how different would I behave? You know, because like you said, you're in limited capacity right now. You have four or five staff members, board members whose only job is to govern and raise money. So, so yeah, I, I would, I think in addition to what I shared, I, I do think you have the opportunity to take a leadership role in a community in air quotes, right, the nonprofit community to articulate as part of the scaling model. What does it look like for nonprofits to partner together in a different way that hasn't been done before? Maybe that's where you nerd out at as the leader, like evaluating partnerships, how to select the right ones. Maybe part of this conversation becomes a part of your testimony over the next six to 12 months, right? Testing that thesis. Maybe that's your end project for this particular master's degree. I don't know. I mean, it aligns perfectly. You'll graduate by the time this is over. Mm-hmm. So it's plausible for you to say, this is going to be my project, which if I were you, I mean, kind of makes a lot of sense, to be honest with you. But, you know, I- I'm just confident that we don't do that well, no matter where you are, Connecticut, Georgia, Pennsylvania, California. We just don't partner well. We don't. How do we do that? You know, how do we explore that? How do we address that differently? I think you have some leadership assessments coming up. Leadership, ref, uh, not references, but leadership. Uh, you got to do the assessment. You got to write an evaluation of yourself. This is something to think about. Like, should I focus my evaluation on my approach as a, co- a leader of a collaborative, a leader of providers and suppliers? You know, maybe we need to spend money on messaging and marketing over the next 18, 24 months because telling our story is how we get. Funders excited. There's so many ways to explore this, and none of what I've mentioned to you 
has anything to do with programs and services because you do that so good. I'm willing to bet with your eyes closed, hands tied behind your back, and you're both ankle shackled. You're pretty confident. You've been doing it for 40 years. So that's not the issue unless you stink. All right? <laughs> I don't think that's the issue. It's the other stuff that makes you grow and scale that aren't, isn't being addressed. I think that's a huge opportunity for you.